now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks again for getting our year-round carnival podcast. It looks like we're finally there. So we're recording this 8.30 Thursday morning, Melbourne time. Vince Accardi from Daily Sexuals. Good morning, mate. Uh, what's the uh, what's the mindset adjustment now? It looks like we've got a soft six, improve, good, really good weather, but I just know that the penetrometer says just I think it's about 5.2, which is not very strong at all. Well, heavy last night, slow six today. That's can't be a bad sign. Yep. And the big thing for me is I like to look at the YR and just see what's there. So here's the challenge. If uh, YR's got anything to work with and I usually take this as a pretty reliable guide it's saying no rain at all today which has got to be a plus and the rain's actually going to be falling from about midnight tonight beautiful so it's it's complete reverse to our mindset last Saturday morning when I was just god what are we dealing with and we know what no we know we know what we end up dealing with nothing so that's nice and simple now uh all our customers here have got a excel spreadsheet that they wouldn't have seen before this is what you normally use at the back end and when I'm chatting to you Friday mornings I'm using it too so can you just let us know the importance here of this WTI column which is about uh two-thirds of the way through yes Ralphie given that we don't have a final edition for today other than the communication that was pushed out on the weekend. The early edition PDF, which will also be circulated as an update, doesn't contain the WTI. So what the WTI is, it's the actual wet track indicator, which we've turned on to reflect S5 to S7 range. So Otherwise, you know, how do I put it? In other words, if the track stays where it is, this is going to be a good guide to give you some clarity around which runners are potentially going to be able to handle the ground conditions better than others. And the starting point for me generally is, is if we're going to be on the worst side of S5 and we genuinely stay S6 or worse all day, I like to look for runners that have to have at least a cutoff point of a figure of four, a plus four or higher. So example, if we look at race one with F Troop, you can see at the grid there, we've got F F Troop on top and a WTI reads as 6.3. Therefore, and and what it does is it highlights in a colour code, giving us some insight, who are the four highest WTI runners in this field? So it's just there to help you to make a more informed decision and particularly for all the the crew of people that love to do multis and other type of uh, betting that, you know, is beyond just a single runner, this is usually a good guide. If they have a negative next to their name, you want to be really, really confident before you step into that type of runner because they generally don't win. Well, this is a nice starting point then as well, given that uh, you're pretty keen on F Troop with a place on side uh, last week when we originally recorded this, yes. of course, six days ago. Now, we're looking at the market here. Uh, F Troop, mid fours, Alpine Eagle, low twos. Uh, I know the way you, you like to attack your betting and you're saying this looks like a good place on side opportunity to start the day. Well, the challenge is this, Ralphie. Because it's the first race of the card, Yep. You know, from a professional point of view, any type of um, betting needs to be extremely cautious because how do you know how this track's going to play? Right. What, are they going to fan really wide? And therefore, there's a massive probability that track could be five lengths faster out there. 
I don't believe a lot's going to change from the weekend till now as far as how that ground track is going to play. And you've seen clear evidence on Saturday they were hunting out extremely wide. Now, maybe the ground is going to be better towards the inside. I believe that's a high probability. It's going to be better than what we've seen on Saturday. But how much better? Is it going to be better than the outside? No chance. So don't be surprised if all the races all day are out real wide and they're just fanning wide from the 400 home. And that creates chaos. So race one, as much as I would love to storm into this race and F Troop would be a fantastic betting proposition, you have to be extremely cautious, particularly when there's money involved. Now, I know, you know, whether it's a dollar each way or it's $5,000 each way, the same respect needs to be given. And what you're articulating is what your mindset is. People can please themselves, mindset. as always. <laughs> this is what your mindset is. Yeah, and that's all I'm conveying, you know. Yeah. This is a game of individuals, and I get it, right? I'm just putting forward my thought process from a professional point of view for me. Yes. Okay. Well, that leads us to the second race here. And again, uh, so this is uh, will give some some real clarity on your thoughts with the the drier the better compared to the worst <laughs> the worst the worst. As in Skylab, you're pretty keen on it last Friday. The rain hit. The races get called off. Here you've got a wet track indicator of just three point five, and you've got dangers around him like Zoom On, Big Boy Roy. They handle the ground. Yes, they do. And and here's the thing with Skylab now because we, we we do have some bonuses that came out of Saturday, right? The bonuses was this. We got clarity without having to walk the track about the mindset of the riders, how wide they wanted to get. Now, let's say a horse like Skylab is going to be out the back, midfield, further back, happens to um, be in a scenario where they're going to want to track real wide. You know it's going to get in good ground, right? Yep. And then there'd be a big possibility all of a sudden this horse becomes a serious threat. Now, with the zoom on, it's got the opposite scenario. It handles the wet ground and has no issues in terms of where it's going to be lane position. It could be the horse that's going to take everybody out there. I don't know, right? But the reality is it's definitely no disadvantage for that horse and it's probably no disadvantage for big boy Roy either, Ralphie. Right. And now, are they uh, are you expecting them to both be on pace or just more, more the zoom on, obviously? Definitely zoom on and I don't yep. expect, I don't expect uh, big boy Roy to be further back than three lengths. And there is this chance it could get within a length of that lead speed. I'd say no, but it's drawn superbly. So they might be, you know, it's possible that James might just want to be more forward. Uh, so again, when it comes to your mindset, um, I assume you, you, you're, uh, you, you're being pretty conservative with Skylab, even though you were so keen on it last Friday. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice and simple there. The two-year-old classic, well, it probably done us a favour if you're taking a quaddy because uh, this, it's now race three. So it's early in the day. It was originally uh, race seven here. It was such a low confidence race for you. What type of uh, clarity, if any, can you give it now that, uh, now that we know what, at least what, what conditions we're going to be using? Well, the challenge is probably nothing changes from a mindset point of view. We've seen it in the past, Ralphie. We've seen it with two-year-olds in Sydney with, you know, major races like the Golden Slipper. Some horses, they're just machines on wet ground, youngsters. Yep. And we could have a number of them just turn up and be sensational in the wet. And you may or may not find that runner. Right. <laughs> which, is not, which is not a great way to bet. <laughs> For me, I get equal level of – see, this is the challenge. 
Yeah. I get a lot of excitement of races where I don't participate in as well, particularly races like this, because I'm also looking at that future gold. Yes. There might be something that comes out of it, and I'll say, okay, I've done work, no rewards today, but the reward may come in the coming weeks because we're going to identify more and learn more about certain horses. Yeah, so I guess back to what we used to say in the old carnival days, Vince. Uh, companies spend a lot of money on feasibility studies. It's free with racing. Just stay out. Yeah. <laughs> you lose less. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, once again, uh, so uh, race four is now the big three-year-old race, and it was originally going to be race eight. So, again, they've probably done us a favour. Quaddy wise here, there's a few at odds. Um, when it comes to probably, uh, let, let, let's ask it in a, in a dual way, your, your mindset as to what your expectations are and uh, and any anything that look, sort of stamps it itself as a possible bit of value. That's right, Ralphie. And the couple of horses that are sitting on top of the grip, firstly, number two, Fashion Legion, as an example, really don't have any insight about whether it can or can't. So you can't just simply throw in the bin seat. You've got no hope because you just might be fantastic in the wet ground. Green Shadows, it's probably a horse that it's one of these things, Ralphie, where it's drawn wide, it could get to the outside lane. So on one hand, I wanted to omit it out the back, but on the other hand, I said, but hold on, if the horse gets out really wide, this is Brenton because he's a very astute rider of, you know, understanding lanes. He just might find himself in a fortuitous situation and all of a sudden the horse is there and there's no point in derailing it because the horse class-wise is good enough to win. Now, of the other brigade, Let's look at firstly my you know simple view is yellow brick go forward horse hard in the market already got a frank WTI six point two so I expect that horse to be able to handle the ground and be competitive as long as Brent Thompson decides to go to to the left as opposed to staying on the right and that's hard up against the fence yes. So this is the challenge. And there's a few other horses as well that are sort of fringe players on the market that could potentially race well because they've got, you know, a profile on the wet ground. I probably should ask you then just to back up your thoughts about Stroll, given it's good odds. Craig Williams, is there a better jockey in the world at finding the right lanes? And uh, and he's, he's going to be off pace, which means that he can choose where he wants to get to. Oh, and, and you can put your life on it unless something crazy happens and they just go – you know, ballistic, and then you you know you might want to save ground being closer to the fence. Other than that, he will track out wide, and this horse can handle some giving the ground and very dangerous. That's oh. why I left it one. Yeah, so that's that's uh, it's nice, nice good odds there. It's about uh, about mid teen odds at the moment. So at least we, we've found something at a bit of value for you. The the mares that uh, we were quite keen on uh, last week, which was uh, the, the two favourites in the market. Uh, uh, Kiku was was one that we put a big stamp on. Uh, Brooks Buy was a chance, but the one that you said was really good value was Mimi Lagarde. Uh, now that uh, now you got some clarity on the track conditions compared to last Friday, what's your thoughts? Well, again, if I look at that horse compared to the other two names you just mentioned, this one at the moment does profile stronger from a wet ground point of view. It's borderline, like it's got the plus four point three. So I do give it the pass mark that it can handle some giving the ground. Of course, if this track is worse than what they've put up might be a bit scary but i don't think so it will be worse in the in from that view because there's no rain going to come ralphie so i ex- have an expectation this horse is going to be able to handle some giving the ground it's not the best wet tracker but it's certainly the clear-cut class horse in this race from my perspective from kiku 
Well, that's terrific odds there. I'm, I've, I, now, again, what you're saying about how you expect the track to play and seeing that the WTI is quite good, does the South Australian come into at Diamonds? Because it's been winning out super wide. Well, that looks the play again from the wide barrier. Yeah, and it can handle giving the ground as well, Ralphie. Yeah, all right. So that, that's uh, that's all there for you as far as the uh, the WTI column there. Uh, Five point four is uh, is the um, the wet track indicator for diamonds. Uh, the next ra- race uh, along is the uh, the sprint twelve hundred. Well, Kinger's Sparta was shoulders back last Friday, and then the uh, then the rain hit, and then it wasn't shoulders back. And let's see what happens now that we're sort of halfway in the middle. What's your thoughts here, taking on shooting for gold? Well, if seeing is believing that out wide the track was like six lengths faster, maybe 10. Yep. And James McDonald, we know how smart he is and how good he is. He's a, he, he understands lanes very well. And he, he's going to be able to – I feel that he's going to be looking to do that. And if he does that and he gets on the dry ground, they aren't going to see where he's come, where anyone's coming from. <laughs> Good, we like that. So, but there, I suppose the one caveat that you put in there is there's his wet track indicated just one point seven. So, providing in in the middle and wide part of the track is as we expect uh, on the better side of uh, soft, then uh, then that that that'll justify his short price. Yeah, and you see, you've got a couple of runners there that have got massive WTIs. Yeah, one of them in being Goldsborough, right? Who's got a nine point six, and the other one Axe, who's got a nine. Yep. who's a lot more in the market. When you move away from that, and let's say Space Boy, who should be respected here, the others, you know, they're not any better on the wet ground when comparing it to King of Sparta. So from that perspective, you sort of can line them up reasonably well that it's all just going to get back down to how they, you know, tactfully, you know, negate around that turn and where they want to position themselves. Uh, the other 1,200-metre race uh, there, race seven on the program here, Scolopini, nice and short, uh, but but backable, uh, mid-twos. 11-11, the old warrior is fours. He always uh, he always comes to play at this meeting. He's I think he's won this race the past two years, and he ran second alligator blood as a three-year-old. So uh, that, that just tells you how good they are at targeting this horse for this race. And down the bottom, Hidden Wealth is uh, is at uh, single-figure odds. Watch it. And Rangers now, I suppose, comes into it from the wide barrier. Well, it's like this. Scalopini and Rangers, they got a dominant edge, A, when it comes to some ground conditions, and B, in terms of their class superiority over the field. So you have to pay massive respect. Now, of course, then there's 11-11, but 11-11 doesn't have the same profile wet ground-wise as the other two runners. Like, there's a distinct difference, four or five lengths. Now, of course, they could all go out to, to the widest part of the track, and therefore all get an even opportunity, then I'd be sticking with the class and I'd have to still have an influence that two and three have got to be the one to beat, and that's Scalopini and Rangers. So when, when you say from the class perspective, but that's that's in recent times with 11-11. Correct. So he, if, he, if he can drag back his old figure, then he's, he's as good as any. Well, if he brings his A game, he's got a PB of 4.1. Of course, he would be uh, getting getting victory, but that that's, that's a few preps back. Yep. It doesn't... Doesn't mean that they can't do it. He's got the right rider, and I'm sure you'll be given every opportunity. And he, and he deserves to be in the market because he is a genuine top four uh, candidate. 
All right. Uh, the the other sprint uh, coming up here is uh, is the last race on the program here. Vega one was a horse you thought was terrific value there, and Oscar Zulu was a bit short as far as our our thoughts were last Friday. Emerald Kingdom and Holyfield are just in the zone. Holyfield, a note drawn wide, so it probably gets to the best part of the track if Brody Loy scouts out that way. What's your thoughts with the last race now? Well, Oscar Zulu, I haven't marked it on the grid top four, but the reality is this. If if it is all wet and you know the all the advantages that I'm talking about don't exist out wide, then of course I, I can understand why Oscar Zulu's favourite because it's the superior wet tracker. But if I move away from that and say, okay, maybe the, there's a big chance they're going to go out wide and we're going to be on good ground, then horses like Hollyfield, Emerald Kingdom. Vega one and even Amish boy, I, I give them all a chance of winning, right? And then and they're not, they definitely uh, shouldn't be worse odds than Oscar Zulu. Again, we, I want to back the truck up here with Vega one. I look at the last race, JB Car twelve dollars. Um, we put it in the Sizzlers and we we mentioned this extensively uh, on Friday. Um, what, what, what's your thought process here, given given its odds? Well, firstly, okay. We don't have a wet track profile that we can work with. The reality is this. At the distance, is a rock-solid 2.9, and that firmly has this horse you know, hard in the top three or four. Positioning running-wise, where it's drawn and the way Jamie likes to ride, this horse will get a golden run and will track wherever that field's going to take it. So if they're heading to the outside, it's only going to be bad luck that's going to be a negative for this horse because this horse is ready, in my view, to, I won't say produce an absolute PB, but... I do expect it to run between 1.9 and 2.9, and therefore I'm expecting a top two or three finish. Again, if people are taking quaddies, what's your thought process with the big closing Superium, drawn wide, and Love Tap, who was very good in the wet ground on Melbourne Cup Day? Well, Superium, I can't really knock this horse. It's a, a little bit below the standard in terms of uh, wet track profile. Does it have to make a, a, a leap forward to, to that next step to be able to compete against some of these other runners? I would say yes as well. So it's probably going to be hoping that it has less bad luck and a couple of others have more uh, you know, uh, bad luck so it gets its chance to get on the podium. And, and Love Tap as far as its wet track ability? Well, Love Tap's... 100% in a positive position in terms of position on the green. It will get a golden run. I do have it slightly behind, again, a couple of other runners. Can it find an extra length or two? Of course it can. Well, there's a low probability this horse is going to get into any trouble, and therefore, if they're all tracking towards the outside, yeah, I can see this horse being in the finish, but would I personally back it? No. <laughs> nice and simple there. All right, once again, we really appreciate you being a customer and uh, and uh, putting your faith in, in our inf- information here that Vince put so much uh, time and effort into. Unfortunately, the track didn't come up on Saturday. Let's hope it comes up nice and safe today and, uh, and the best horses win. 